What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. All of you, I'm happy to be with you this evening. Welcome to United Open Miss Deliverance Temple. This is our Wednesday evening Bible class. I'm Apostle Rogers, founder and overseer of United Open Miss Deliverance Temple. with us this evening. Those of you on YouTube, those on the podcast, those who listen by Facebook, we just thank God for you being with us this evening. And those on podcast, uh, we're going to ask you just listen close because I know you can't see us, but we want you to listen real close. Those of you on YouTube, we hit that subscription button. It's going to help us out this evening. We'll appreciate you for it. Thank God. Just thank God for being in the land of the living. Thank God for being saved. Thank God for being sanctified. Holy Ghost feel and fire baptized. Thank God for being a keeper. Yes. How many can say amen? Amen. Thank God for being a keeper. Thank yes, God for Lord. being a way maker. Amen. I'm excited about how I know who Jesus is. Amen. Yes. I'm excited yes. this evening to talk to one of my former members that are living in another state and she called the other day and, and made a contribution to the ministry mm-hmm. and wanted prayer for a person dear to her and we had prayer and I told her, I asked her, I said, do you have a towel for a prayer coffee? She said, no, I don't. I think she, she was traveling. She said, I do have a paper towel. I said, get that. So we're going to bless that. She said, I don't have a prayer coffee. I said, I'm telling you what we're going to do when we finish praying. Half of it's yours. Half of it goes to the person that we're praying for. Right. God doesn't matter. Apostle Monroe used to say, so you don't have to be olive oil. All he right. said, you're blessed transmission fluid. Uh, well, All we, it's just a point of contact. Amen. Believe in God. Yeah. We're just thanking God. She called back and giving us a testimony how God is moving. But I asked her, I said, have you had an opportunity to listen to our broadcast? And she said, uh, my name is Precious. I said, oh, God. <laughs> okay. She said, my name is Precious. I know you live here in the broadcast of the night. Yeah, my name is Precious. You know God's good. Yes, he is. He's good, he's good, he's good, he's good. And tonight, we're going to share with you the word of God. We're going to share it with you. And I'm hoping that somebody's going to get something out of this. We're doing this evening from the book of Jude, mm-hmm. going verses 16 through 24. And I'll subject again. Jude, check your dipstick, part three. We had a great response from the broadcast this weekend, thanking God for the different ministers that went forward, thanking God for how the word just went forth in a powerful way. One thing about it, you can't say you don't know. That's right. Now, I'm going to say something tonight because, see, the Lord didn't just call me to be an apostle in the United Nations Deliverance Temple. He said I was an apostle to anybody that would listen. All right. And I'm hoping pastors everywhere. I hope you listen to me real good. I hope you are spending yourself and not, you know, we've made statements about people becoming complacent, members, uh-huh. staying at home and this and that and the other and finding themselves losing that fervor, losing right. that drive to push themselves to be the best they can be, to be at church whenever they can have opportunity to do so. Uh-huh. But you know, this thing goes further than just the members. Yes, yes. This thing goes to the pulpit. Come on, preacher. Preachers, you had better be careful that you don't get in a lax mode because you can't be in your pulpit like you used to be. You can, you got to make sure. See, 
When you're one of those humming, dancing, singing, performing preachers, you got to have somebody to perform too. That's right. Amen. Amen. Come on. And when you don't have a stage to perform on, it makes it hard for you to perform. Right? Yeah. I'm going to say that one more time. Right. When you don't have a stage to perform on, it makes it hard for you to perform. Meaning what? If you don't have that live audience, all right. yeah. you don't have all those people sitting there and people on the organ, on the guitar, and the drums, and they're running it, you know, really yeah. revving it up. Yeah. It's hard for you to get yours out. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. But see, when you're just hardcore preachers, you can preach to one. All right. When you when you got a John the Baptist spirit, oh God! All right. When you got a John the Baptist spirit, that means you can go out in the woods. There ain't nobody out there but the possums and the raccoons and and whatever's under the barn. But you just have church anyway. Uh huh. Ain't getting no help right now. See, this is what preachers got to be real careful that you don't get in a love. Yeah. You don't get what I'm saying here. You stop putting forth the effort to bring forth a full course meal. Uh huh. And you find yourself serving your members a convenient meal. Yeah. And a convenient meal is one that just occupies the plate. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It has nothing to do with substance. All right. It just occupies the plate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of preachers out there just trying to occupy the plate. Mm. They just got stuff on there. Right. Uh-huh. Well, amen. Come on, preacher. Most of the time when you try to put a meal together, you're gonna have your meat, whether it be chicken, fish beef or whatever, and then you're going to have something green, you're going to have some starch. Yeah. But see, it, when you're just occupying the plate, it can be just a plate of nothing but just starches. Yeah. Come on, preacher, make it plain. You got rice, you got macaroni and cheese, and pinto beans. That's All right. too much, that's All too right. much. <laughs> All of that. And you ain't got nothing else to, to balance it up. See, your body's got to have the right stuff in yeah. it, but yeah. if you don't put the right stuff in it, then your body can't perform. Right. Ain't getting no hip right now. Come on, come See, on. there's certain nutrients that your body uh, can't replace. Mm -hmm. There's certain things that we can give us some stuff we have to put in ourselves. Yeah. Right. And right. we have to eat certain food in order to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And when you don't eat certain food, that means what happened? That means if you like a lot of sweets. Come on, preacher. I ain't talking about nobody's right. 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 so Some folks that like a lot of sweet. They can eat, they can eat sweet before they eat anything. Right. They can eat one piece of chicken, cake, pie. And some ice cream. And a, a strawberry shake. <laughs> Come on. But see, you got to have more than just sweets. That's right. And if you eat too many starches, see, your body's going to convert starches into sugar. Yeah. And it's going to mess you up too. Yeah. So you got to learn how to balance stuff. And then also, you got to learn how after you eat the works of the stuff. Uh -huh. Work it off. Yes. Come on, preacher. Work it off. Yeah, work it off. You got to eat certain stuff to burn up other stuff and to get rid of other stuff. All right. If you don't, all, right. all that other stuff going to pile up on you. Uh-huh. Right and Kevin, your hips start getting wide. Or your belly starts sticking out. Well... Brother, that, that chest you used to have, it drops down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my vest is getting tight. No, you getting bigger. Okay. <laughs> vest is the same size. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. I don't know why folks want to be quiet when you start talking about certain stuff. So what do you do? When you go, when you go to the closet 
When you go to the closet and everything you pull down is too small. What did that tell you? Ain't nothing wrong with the stuff in the closet. It's the person that's going in the closet. Come on, preacher. All right. Somebody said, well, it's hereditary. Hereditary. All right. All right. All right. And your mama weighed 110 pounds, and your daddy weighed 125. And it's hereditary. When I went way back over there on that, all right, all right. But what I'm saying is, you got to learn how to deal with stuff. You know, the Lord was dealing with me. I'm, I'm going to work on this dipstick tonight. Because this is going to be the final uh, session on this. But the Lord was dealing with me today. Let me tell y'all something. And this is what the Holy Ghost told me. The dipstick does not come to condemn you. The dipstick serves one purpose. And that purpose is to inform Yes. Come on, okay, come on. Yes, the only thing a dipstick does, it just informs you. Uh huh. So I said, I don't believe that. I'm going to go up to the service station across the street. When you go over there, it's still going to read the same. That's right. And who reads the dipstick has no bearing with how the dipstick reads. All That's right. right. You can have your ace, your buddy standing right there and say, hey, man, you, you see what this thing And he's sticking in there. If he's sticking in the same engine with the same dipstick, that's right. It don't matter about whether you have a white napkin or a brown napkin, it's going to read the same. Right. All the dipstick does is inform. Right. You know what this does? All this does is Come on, preacher. All this Bible does is inform. All this Bible does is tell you where you are. All right. And let me give y'all a little suggestion of what the Holy Ghost was giving me this evening. See, when you check the dipstick, if you had a car for a while, I hope you haven't checked the dipstick for one time. I hope you checked it more than one time. Amen. Amen. Because if you've had a car for a while, actually you're, you, you're thankful for the dipstick. Mm -hmm. Because it keeps you from running into some serious problems. Yeah, yeah. It's a present, a preventive. So what it does, it keeps this from happening. All right. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, pastor. All right. So when you when you've been in, when you check the dipstick before, what does it do? You test where my oil is good. The oil is clean. After you drive, you got two couple two thousand miles or something like that. The oil starts changing. Some vehicles they just burn oil naturally. Okay. Don't get the, the dipstick is telling you, you know what. Uh, you're getting your oil is getting low. So what do you do? If the dipstick tell you that your oil is getting low, what do you do? You ask some oil. If your Bible is telling you, if your spiritual dipstick is telling you that spiritually, low. Come on, come on, preacher, come on. Your oil is getting low. Then what do you do? You get you ask some more. Yes, you don't get mad at the dipstick. You just say, you know what? Thank you. Amen. Amen. If your spiritual dipstick tell you, you know what? Your faith is getting a little low. All right. What do you do? You get some more faith. If your spiritual dipstick is telling you that your temperance is getting a little bad. Come on, right. listen. If, if, if you knew before you got saved, you were sort of short fused. Mm -hmm. Didn't take much to get you all 
jacked up and worked up and you're getting ready to go into your crane style. All right. And if you find yourself as of late with the COVID-19 and the kids in the house and you can't do this, you can't go to the restaurant, you can't go to Papa Dole, you can't do this, you can't do that, can't go to IHOP, can't go to nothing. Used to going to IHOP and sitting with the wife and y'all having, or some of the church members and y'all having pancakes and uh, the Grand Slam and the Dennis and All the right. Lumberjacks. Tell me y'all know what I'm talking about. Tell me y'all know what I'm talking about. You want the sample. You get everything. Until, until the waiter just leave the, leave, the, leave the coffee pot. Don't, don't make all just leave the coffee pot. Because you know you're going to drink plenty of coffee. You're going to have plenty <laughs> pancakes. Amen. You want sausage, bacon, and ham. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But now you can't do that. Right. So it messes you up. You can't go to Tino's like you used to and get you, and get you two enchilada dinners and stuff. You can't go to Papa Dole's and, and get you etouffee and your gumbo and whatever. Right. Black and Appaloosa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, man. You, you just you just got you messed up now. Can't go to salt grass. Mm. Get your steak and eat all that bread while you wait. Okay. Get your hair right. Come on, preacher. And get your, your get your cherry lemonade or strawberry lemonade, whatever you drink. Now it's you're at the house. And now something's wrong with the house. Mm -hmm. Been living in the house, but now, because all this other stuff is going on out there, now, look like something's wrong with the house. All right. And if you ain't careful, they ain't only wrong with the house. There's something wrong with the people in the house. All okay. Right. Get no help right Come now. on, preacher. Oh, get short and snappy. Come on. Ooh, I know I'm in the right place. Uh, Can't say too much to them. Right. Used to be they just, just wild and lively. <laughs> <laughs> Folk got little kinks in their spirit. My Lord. Ask them a question, they give you the short version. Any mm -hmm. other time they want to talk, so you're almost looking for the off button. I'm talking about what this dipstick is telling you. Uh -huh. And see, you if you ain't careful, see, only only thing the dipstick does is just informs. Right, right. If you are not willing to receive the information. Then what you will do, you're going to do one of the two. You're going to adhere or either you're going to reject it. All that's right. it. That's All it. Right. Same thing about this word. You're going to either what? Adhere or you're going to reject it. Well, yeah. I, I, I think I got this sold up. I got this. I'm going to get saved after a while. Tomorrow's not promised. That's Amen. right. Today could be the last day of your life. Amen. And if you die in your sin, you're going to hell. That's right. it. Plain and simple. Ain't no hell right now. Come on. Don't Amen. Don't preach a fool. You don't let nobody beguile. You don't let nobody tell you a bunch of stuff. And tell you, well, you got time. No, preacher brought an awesome message. What time, man? Let me tell you something. Time, I'll go by you all. We just had Sunday service. Right. Amen. Tomorrow is Thursday. Yes, yeah, going to be yeah. the weekend again. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Tomorrow is Thursday. Yes. Yeah. After tomorrow is Friday. Yeah. yeah. And before you know it, we're in the weekend and it's Monday. 
And we started another week. All right. Just like July rolled in here, if we're not careful, July is gone and we're in August. That's right. People, we let out. Y'all listen to me. Because, see, we are up against something. We're up against a dilemma. You all know our kids go back to school in August. Right. Now, Texas is one of the hot spots. Yes. The president is saying, well, they're they going. Yeah, that's what he said. I don't know who told you that. Right. But ain't nobody going to make nobody send their kids to the lions then. All right. If this thing is on the rampage and it's like it is now, and you're going to tell me, well, we're going to take away funding from the school. What are you, what are you going to You're going to make us send our kids? That's what he said. Come on. Come on. We ain't under no dictatorship. But what I'm saying here, Listen to me what I'm saying. I said that for a purpose. And the reason I said that is because, saints of God, if you don't keep yourself in tune, yes. the stuff that's going on Come on, in preacher. society, after a while, it starts getting to you. Say that, preacher. Say it. Come on. Come on. And the devil will have you questioning, where is God? Yes, yes. How long does this last? How long does this linger? When will God bring us out? You know what? People are not worried and excited. Uh, uh, how can I say? People are not ticked off. All right. All together because we can't do what they're ticked off about. They're ticked off about they can't do the folly that they want to do. Right, right. right. Come on. They're ticked off because this time of year, man, we'd be in baseball by now. All right. Amen. Amen. Get, get ready for spring training. That's right. That's right. I guess basketball will probably then have the championship or whatever. They're working on it. By now. Soccer? Yes. Swimming? Yes. Summer AAU track and field? Summer stuff and all that? That's right. That's right. Folks want to go to the beach? On the jet skis and flying, right. on the parachutes, on the over the waters and stuff. All right. But see, they can't do that. They can't have their boogie clubs. Amen. Amen. They can't throw down on the beach and get tan. <laughs> Amen. I get black folk want to get tan too. Well, but it's one kind of thing now. We. They can't do what they used to. And that's what's messing folks up. That's right. And some folks messed up. They messed up part of the guy. Well, I can't run the board. Man, I, 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 used, to, I used to hit at least two times a month. All right. That was that little extra money. Mm -hmm. Fishermen can't go fishing. I know that. Amen. Folks can't go to on a little summer getaway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Y'all know me. Y'all like, yeah. look, look at the 19th of June. Shut out. Fourth of July. I smell just a little barbecue. <laughs> I smell some smoke early in the morning. After that, everything else was the Trinity and all that other stuff. All right. Folk just went in no mood to do. That's true. And then you saw all the kids coming over, and people, family coming over, they get together at the park. Yeah, yeah. Barbecue, sack racing, playing volleyball, and whatever. Yeah. Couldn't do none of that. Always gonna have a good domino table. All right. Family reunion. 
Oh, Uncle Jack, you're going to bring them bones. We're going to have We're going to play domino. We're going to play cards. Yeah. We're going to have the coolers with the beer. Jimmy Ray's going to bring a lid. We're going we're gonna to smoke a little dope away from everybody because we go Grandma King Smith. She, she don't know what it is. She, somebody burning a trash pile around here. No, they're smoking dope like crazy. Grandma don't know what it is. But see, people now, they messed up because they can't do what they used to do. All right. All right. They can't go up to the chop chop. All right. Messing them up. They can't go down to Jack Benny. The horseshoe. All right. They can't go to Bossier City. All right. Come on, come on. That's what folks mad about. Yeah. Can't go to, to the horse races. Amen. And messing up folk. Folks ain't mad. They ain't talking about church. We go, they went to church every now and then anyway. Oh, they, what they're mad about is this other stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. NASCAR and all this. Man, you can't do nothing. Yeah. Enough, we can't do nothing. You know what America is? America is a country that loves pleasure more, more, than, more than love God. Amen. If you're not careful, saints of God, those of you that testify, you're not careful, pleasure will get a hold of you. Come on, preacher. And it will engulf you. And you'll find yourself getting up. And when you can't do the pleasure like they used to, you come up with a substitute pleasure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on. And that substitute pleasure may not be as intense as the other one was, but it's enough to keep you out of church. That's All it. Right. Come on. All right. Say that again, preacher. All right. Say that. Well, Jude uncovered some ugly stuff. That was in the church. Uh huh. Tonight, I'm going to try my best to sum it all up. All right. We talked last week, verses 8 through 15. Uh huh. And boy, and I'm going to read that 15th verse again because he used a whole bunch of ungodliness in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you ain't no way you can be saved when you fall in that. And all these ungodly. Remember, this is the this is not the gospel. This is not the sinner. This is about church folks. Yeah. Right, right. And if this much mess is going on in the church, Lord help us. And remember, he said these men were of old ordained uh -huh. to this condemnation. They were appointed to come and try to disrupt and shake up the church. Yes, yes. And try to destroy the church. Y'all may not believe this. It ain't but two sides. That's the God side and the devil side. Mm -hmm. Everything that's not of God is of the devil. Yeah. And people, we have to be real careful that we don't, as one of our uh, speakers brought forth the message. Paul told Timothy, endure hardness of the good soldier of Jesus Christ. For no man that warreth, this is what he said, no man that warreth, no man that goes on a warfare, no man that warreth, entangled, notice what he said, entangled, entangled himself. You don't allow yourself to get entangled with the affair of yes. this night. Yes, yes. That he may please him who has what? Called him or chosen him what? To be a soldier. You, what, what he's saying is, if you don't do this, then you cannot please your commanding officer. All right. Uh -huh. All right. Come on, come on, preacher. That you might please him who have called you to be a soldier. 
He called you to be sold out. When men go to boot camp, they go to boot camp long enough that they become sold out. Then they call them soldiers. Because you're sold out. Some, before boot camp is over, they go AWOL. They jump ship. They decide, I'm going back to Louisiana. I'm here to the mountains of Kentucky. I'll go for so far back in the moon, they'll never find it. All Those right. people that you can't make soldiers out of them. All right. Yeah, All yeah. Right. There are some guys while in the military, they end up in the stockade. They have things that they did that was not appropriate for being a soldier. All right. Well, some people get the message. Some folks stay in the stockade. Come on, come on. So, look what Jude said. First, Jude, KJV. Mm -hmm. 1 and 15 says what? To execute judgment. To execute judgment? Upon all. Upon all. And to convince all. To, to convince all. That they are ungodly. We got a job. We got to convince everything that's ungodly that you're ungodly. I don't understand preachers when you call yourself a homeless preacher and people can just sit up there. So I'm talking about known sinner. People can just sit up there and laugh and stand up, sit you hollering, preach rather, and don't have a bit of the Holy Ghost. Mm. Something on. wrong with that mess. Come on. Something wrong with that preacher. I'm sorry, y'all. All right. It's some holiness people don't want to hear me. All right. Come on. Come on. <laughs> well. I got some members in my own congregation that have a hard time swallowing me. Well, come on, preacher. I'm not changing. All right. So what I'm saying is, what United Holiness Deliverance Temple stand for, that's reading people have left. All right. But just like people left, that's reading people have come. All right. People know the truth when they hear the truth. Yeah. People know when they got a, a angel food cake dinner. All right. People know when they got a plate that's just occupying the plate. There's no substance to it. Mm -hmm. Stuff don't go together. Y'all ever seen chop? They tell me, say, you know what? This look good, what you got, but it, it doesn't, there's no correlation between it. I don't understand why you got this thing sitting over here to the side by itself. It just, the presentation ain't, ain't right. Right, right, right. And then they, they say, well, I see what you got, but you got, you know how you do it sometimes? They, they take a check. Now, you got that tortilla up under there. And uh, it, I don't. It, it made it soft. <laughs> you know, yeah. Y'all let break up. Some of y'all can't cook it. I ain't, ain't talking. But I'm just saying, you see what I'm Sometimes they say the, the acidity, but when you put this in there, it made it so, so sweet. Yeah, yeah. That it's like, bam! And if you had done this, uh -huh. and, and, and I mean, this is pretty, but it looks like you got two plates on one. All right, all right. Well, he looked, <laughs> he got down. See, some people got to be convinced. Yeah. Come on, preacher. See, when we went to school in, in, in uh, our elementary school, we had sectional plates. They had plates where you could put this and this and this. But see, down, in the, down home, mama didn't have no. Uh, section, all right. 
The turned greens and the rice ran together. The dressing was right on the side. We didn't get no help. Come on, and the potato salad was right there. And the cornbread was sitting and it got a little juicy from the green juice. And it made the cornbread work better. And then you put you some cha-cha or something on it, cut you some onions up on it. And little tomatoes or whatever. It's all working together. Yes, sir. It's all in a state down. Mm. <laughs> no stop sign, no traffic light. Everything in a state down. Everything's going down. So that's what I'm saying. See, we, we got to understand something. You got to be able to convince sinners. Yes. If you have a message and your message can't convince sinners that they're going to hell, all you right. need to start all over again. All right. Come on, preacher. All right. People can come to your church month after month, month after month, and you're never having an effect on them. You need to start over again. My Lord. Come on, come on. My former pastor said, the word of God is like a hammer beating on a rock. It may not crack it. The first time you hit it, it but every time you hit it, pieces is flying off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after a while, you're going to hit that lick. You're pop up. All right. Y'all be honest with what I'm saying. Anybody ever been breaking concrete with a jackhammer or a sledgehammer, something like that? That, that sound, you can sometimes hear like, bam, like it ain't nothing. Just bam. Then after a while, you hear that, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. That means it's a crack somewhere. All right. That's all you've been looking for was a crack. You gotta have enough God in you where you can preach a message, where you can get to that person's soul that after a while you hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sir. Come yeah. on, preacher. Yes, sir. They used to sit stiff. Mm. Now they can't sit stiff. Right. Uh huh. Everybody stand to your feet. They, 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 they can't just stand and hold the pew anymore. Now they're moving. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Heading toward the edge of the pew, and then they come back. All right. One night you're gonna be like Jack Johnson. One night you're gonna be bam, 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 and they're gonna they're gonna stack it to the edge of the pew. And they're gonna try to come back. They're gonna end up just falling out. Come on down now. Yeah. Yes, Lord. My Lord. My Lord. Years ago, I ran a revival. First time I went on the evangelistic field. God, that long time. I'm Oklahoma. I was in a, a mixed congregation. The pastor was white. He and his wife got out of their bed and gave me their bed to stay in, to sleep in. He said, Preacher, he said, Whatever we eat, you eat. That's fine with me. We started out in that revival. I'm Oklahoma. There was a little man there calling Brother Jerry. He had a, tele a black man had a television repair business. And he came to church one night, looked like that man on that Uncle Ben's rice box. Little short man, dark, only black. And had white hair. And he stood up in the back and testified in the testimony service. Said, I'm Baptist born and Baptist bred. When I die, I'll be one Baptist dead. He just said, no. I said to myself, keep coming. Then bothered and say, I just said to myself, keep coming. We got the plowing. Plowing the word. We got the pounding the word of God. We got the pounding the word of God. This man was in his 80s. Mm -hmm. But Jerry's dead now. Mm -hmm. 
But one night, one night we was having service. How God was moving, the way it was going. Let me tell y'all something. Now you talk about a service. Yeah, yeah. Pastor's son, yeah, his son could play an organ, mm -hmm. and he could play both sides. Mm -hmm. He could play, you know. He could go down in New Orleans and play with us. Uh -huh. And then he could go up on the hill. Uh -huh. And they had, they had one brother had one of them steel guitars. Oh, Lord. And his brother, and his uh, organ, his brother, he played the drum. Johnny played the drum. And some night it was a little Merle Haggard and Buckhorn and the Buckaroos. And then sometimes we went on down on our side. All right. <laughs> and we were churching. And boy, let me tell you, one night I looked up, Brother Jerry come down the side of the wall with his hands up. Lord. Lord, save me. And then I know God saved him. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He died a member of that church. All right. All right. All right. Glory to God. My Lord. We got to convince an ungodly. You can't go to heaven like that. Come on, preacher. Come on. Come on. Young lady came in. Caucasian lady came in the prayer line. I don't know why I'm testifying tonight. Right. Came in the prayer line and she had a problem smoking. Mm. And you could smell the cigarettes on her. She came through the prayer line one night. I don't care, you know, I'm just laying this blood up on everybody. Bam, they're putting that all on, they're coming through that. Bam, I'm hitting them. I'll pray no one to pray. Yeah, she went, she went through. Mm. How about the next night? Came down to the prayer line. I laid that glove on again. And before I prayed for her, I said, you ready to get down to business with God? She said, yeah. We prayed that prayer faithful. That woman went to run around the wall, hollering and screaming. Mm. I'm, I'm looking like, what's going on? What's, what's wrong with her? I think she was showing up screaming. Mm. Then came back down somehow. And she was screaming, I can hear. She said, I can hear. She said, everybody know me. I couldn't hear out of my right ear, so they would talk to me on the left side. She uh. said, I got, got, boom. God opened her ear. Oh, man, right. they were on that steel guitar. Boy, you talking about, he was hitting up the hitting up the that buckle buckle the two two. What we were doing? God moved. You not know in that revival. At the end of that first week, Pastor Ryan came to me and told me, he said, he said, preacher, he said we got to go another week. I called Sister Rod, told Sister Rod, baby, we got to go another another week. Well, gotta go another week. We went, we cranked up and went another week's revival. Mm -hmm. At the end of that revival, we baptized 38 and they got saved. My Lord, that's the service. That's the service. When we were looking for this young man, they remodeled the church and they were body. They couldn't find it. Blonde hair and everything. Couldn't find it, didn't know where he was. And they found him in one of the rooms where they were remodeling the church. Mm -hmm. He had been in there taking up, trying to cut his wrist with a utility knife. My Lord. And we went, walked in and found him laying on the floor. And we was, Elder Ryan and I were looking down at him. And all of a sudden his eyes popped open. Boom, like that. His eyes started changing color. Green, red, yellow. I mean, just, just like this. And all of a sudden, I know I got to get it. But a voice came out and said, ain't no power given out to you. Say he's mine. He's been mine for a long time. My Lord. Just I looked at him. He looked at me. We said, this devil's coming out tonight. But we went down on him. Bam! We put some gloves on him. Cast the devil out of him. When the devil came out of it, he was looking like, what's going on? 
He didn't even know where he was. My Lord, my Jesus. Lord. That demon said, there's no power to it. You take something. You don't play this. That's right. You better have the goods. That's it. And I said, well, I'm an apostle. Met a, not too long ago, met a little young guy at a funeral. 18 years of age. Come on, he was an apostle. Oh, my And he's gonna come up to me and try to work. He's gonna try to talk. Come on, well, I was just wanting to know if maybe if we could get together. I got I do a lot of traveling and and I got several churches under me and all what he wanted to do. I said, Are you married, brother? He said, No. He said, But I got a couple of them in mind. I said, You know what? You need to go somewhere and sit down. That ain't nothing but your stinky flesh. That's right. Trying to put yourself out there so you be desirous of sisters in the church. Amen. 18 years of age. Come out of an apostle. Eight. I ain't been through nothing. Come out, preacher. Bring a new money. <laughs> Not even. You know, the devil has made a fool out of me. Yes, 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 yes. But you know what? COVID 19. Uh, it's pulling the cover off the devil. You better say COVID 19 is pulling the cover off all the other cocky fellas. Uh -huh. COVID 19 is pulling the cover off of some of these folks that you thought had it. Come all on, right. preacher. All right. You better say that. All right. The dip stick has been pulled out. Uh huh. And it's reading empty. Come on, come on. My Lord, my Lord. Bless your name. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get to the other side. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Bless your name. I'm trying my best to get to the other side. Little young preachers, can't nobody tell them nothing. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. If you call yourself a pastor, you call yourself an apostle, you need to get under and talk to somebody that got some experience. Uh -huh. Because just because you get a position, that doesn't mean that all the tools come with it. All uh -huh. right. All right. I was told on the apostle word that I was going to be gone. What's going to be long? Uh -huh. I sat under the preacher for 20 years. My Lord. People tell me, man, you the next one out. I told him, I don't feel nothing. I ain't bucking to go nowhere either. Uh -huh. I'm going to work with my pastor. When the Lord did come, I tell, I'm trying to plead and bargain with God. Tell God, you know what? I'll make a good evangelist. I, Lord, I can do your will. I can work with the preacher. I can travel. I can do whatever you want me to do. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be a pastor. <laughs> and when he called me to be a bishop, I tried to bargain with him. I told one of my members, but I, but I tell you, she said, I told you to go bishop a long time ago. <laughs> and then I'm going every time I go to these sections, I'd be afraid to go by myself. I get in that truck and I get in on 204 headed home. And do you not know God, the power of God got in that truck one time? I passed by stuff. I don't even remember passing. My Lord. And I know I didn't stop the truck. Mm. I mean the Holy Ghost had to drive. Mm. I'm crying and going on crying. I'm trying to bargain with God. And the Lord told me, say, when you finish crying, you still got to do what I say. See, God prepared you for the position. Yes. I'm in the pulpit preaching like I'm preaching now. My two, my old baby died and the mother of the church walked right up to the podium and said, I think you better pray. We have a congregation full of people. My Lord. My baby died in church. The devil said, what you going to do now? The Holy Ghost said, finish your message and make your altar call. Mm. Made one of the greatest altar calls ever made in my life. Mm. One of my classmates got saved and filled, he and his wife, that night. 
His dad was a mortician. He said, don't worry about this. We'll take care of you. What no resuscitation. My baby died while I'm preaching. Come on, I'm preacher. 23 or so years of age. Come on, preacher. Young. Just got saved when I was 18. Mm. The devil hit at me for the judgment thing. Sister Rogers, Michael was our baby. Mm. About a year and a half old. Uh-huh. The devil told me, he said, now, where is your God? Mm. The Lord spoke to me, he said, I was in the same place I was when my son died. My Lord. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. The devil thought he was going to make me mad, bitter against God. My Lord. But see, my loss of duty, that's become my lightning rod. Mm -hmm. That's what fires me up. He was talking junk to me just on yesterday. And I told him, I said, let me tell you something, fool. I said, you know I know your voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I know, you know I know your voice. Mm -hmm. So you know what I'm hearing is not God. Mm -hmm. Come on, preacher. So it can't be nobody but you. Yeah, yeah. And when I exposed him, then gospel songs start playing in my mind. I guess I'd better get on that. Come on, come you, on. You, come on, preacher. But, but, but what I'm trying to get somebody to see, you better get prepared for this before you get out and try to do this. Come on, come on. All these little midnight wonders and all these folk want to get up and and and, and, and pray, so get around the pastor, get out of this. No, you better make sure you got some substance because when you jump up behind this and say, and start saying the Lord told you to, to declare this, this demon is coming after you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And anytime yeah. I see when you first get saved, them little scat demons come up. Yeah, I bind it. Bang! They take off. Run like stall cat. But stay in there a while. Yeah. Come on. Oh, ancient, decrepit thing. Oh, they not be the truth for this matter to no teeth. Come on, preacher. Those kinds start coming out now. Right. And then when you holler, I bind it, he said, I bind you. You got to come out and say, come get me. Amen. You better make sure you got the goods. That's right. Years ago in my early ministry, my, my, my little, you know, James and John, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. They were two brothers, twins in my hometown. We played ball together. And I got, they got saved before I did. James was the pastor. And on Friday night, we would go places. Churches of God and Christ didn't want to have church on Friday night. We were like Clint Eastwood. We call ourselves the Sons of Thunder. We go looking for some demons. We go to church. Boy, we even left in Texas one night. This young lady was down on her knees, some brown folding chairs, and she was thrown. I said, I'm going to cast the devil out of this one. I got this one. I'm like Clint Eastwood. I, I threw my poncho back. I'm ready to go get this thing. Man, I go over there and lay my hands on that girl. And I, all, I heard something say, like, pow. And when I came to myself, I was on the other side of the church, on the floor, up in the corner, up against the wall. And I looked over there, and she was still coming. Throwing those chains. I said, the devil is alive. Somebody else gonna cast the devil out of that one. I'm not, I'm not going over there. So we gotta convince all of what? That are ungodly. That are ungodly? Among them. Among them. Of all, all their ungodly deeds. Their ungodly deeds. Which they have. What? Which they have ungodly, ungodly committed. committed. And of all their hard speeches. 
Are their hard speeches? Which ungodly sinners Ooh, have spoken against him. Not God. Them well. Come on and read. Verse 16 says what? These are These are mama. You got to be real careful. You don't have a lip problem. Amen. Diarrhea of the mouth. Murmurers, come on. Complainers. There are some always complaining. Come on. Walking after their own life. That's why they're murmuring. That's why they're complaining because they're walking and doing what they want to do. Uh -huh. Read. And their mouths. Their mouths. Speaking great swelling words. Oh, and, and, they, and, they can, and you know they love to flatter folk to try to get position. Uh-huh. Great swelling words. Having men's person. In admiration because of adventure. Man, look at that. Man, they, they, you, know, you know what they're doing? They're trying to, they trying to work somebody. You know what Paul Paul told Timothy? He told Timothy the same thing. He said, he said, and, and if we strive for match masteries, yet are we not crowned except we strive lawfully. Uh -huh. You can't dig dirt up under the choir director because you want to be the choir director. Come on, come on, come on, preacher. Man, I, I know I'd make a better arm bear than he would. She oh, would. Okay. You're going to go and try to make somebody, you're just going to put yourself in the spot. Oh. Run somebody off the nest. Come on and read. <laughs> but, beloved. But, now, this is the part that's getting, the latter part, 17, the rest of the way, is going to talk to us now. Uh -huh. But, beloved, those of you that are saved, those of you that are called to be saints, but, beloved, what? Remember ye uh -huh. the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice what he tells you. They didn't know Jesus. These people didn't meet Jesus. But he said, I want you to remember the words that were spoken of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. What did it read what the Bible say? How that they told you. They warned you. There should be 